Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions, an opportunity for you to get a seat at the table. We've got a breakfast table full of champions this morning, starting with David Spizak, Barbara Majeski, and even a brand new champion, Brad Caldwell, helping businesses and leaders make money through branding and business development strategies. So let's pull up a seat and let's join in on Breakfast with Champions. in middle management type of structures. So I want you all to take heart in the fact that I don't care if you're a one person organization, if you're a real estate agent, if you're an insurance salesperson, if you're a car salesperson, whatever it is you're doing right now, I can absolutely promise you that if you take inventory of where your brain is right now, where your outlook, your attitude is right now, you can absolutely change the world. And that means you can change your outcome. And that means you can change everything. But to do that, you have to change a couple other things. You've got to change your mind. If your mind's not in the right place, if when you hear great information that's being shared over and over and over again by people on this stage, um, if you're not the type of person that's saying, that's fantastic, I'm going to write it down. By the way, you just showing up here in the morning or every morning is going to put you in the top, you know, if not 5%, maybe 3%. And if you're the type of person that sits here and listens intently, not tuned out, you know, you've risen yourself up again. And if you're writing notes down in the process, you've risen again. And then if you take action, that's where the magic is going to occur when you take action. So I really want you today, I want to open your mind up to possibilities that may be far beyond what you thought before now was possible. I want to open your mind up to the reality that maybe, just maybe, we make life way too complicated. We make success way too complicated. We put it too far up on a pedestal that based on where we may be right now, We sit there and say, I don't know the how. I don't have enough money. I don't have the perfect website. I don't know enough about social marketing. I don't know how to use automated tools. I don't, I don't, I don't. And Hannah was talking about manifestation. And manifestation is a really, really, sometimes it gets a a rough rap, you know, a bit of a tough rap because it sounds a little bit voodoo, man. It sounds a little fluffy. It sounds like, Somebody's waving crystals back and forth, right? Uh, But the reality is, let me share something with you. It really is just tapping into something that could not be more real. And and look this up, the reticular activating system. It's, It's in the lower cortex of your brain. And it's an absolutely mind blowing a part of of our ability to think and move and do what we need to do. Why is that? Well, the RAS is responsible uh, for being basically like a filter. And what it does is it only allows into your brain things that it knows is valuable to you. Check that out. It knows that's valuable to you. Now, keep in mind, we all have a subconscious mind and a conscious mind. We live in the conscious mind. You've heard that we typically use 5% of our brain. Well, that's on the conscious mind side. 
but we have another 95% that's available in the subconscious part of your brain. And the RAS is sitting there and saying, listen, I know that Hannah, I know that Ramon, I, I know that Sarah or whoever it might be, I know this is what they value. So whenever I see something, any kind of stimuli, any kind of message, or if it's marketing or whatever it might be, a human being, it could be anything. If it, if it knows it's of value based on those dominant thoughts that you have, it will let it in. And if it knows that it has no value, it won't let it in. And if you ever want to really see a manifestation of how this works, if you've ever been shopping for something like a new washer and dryer, a new refrigerator, a new car, maybe you're looking to get uh, a new Honda Accord. I got to throw out a Honda Accord for, uh, for uh, Brian Benstock and the team at Paragon. But if you're looking for that and you've never had one before until that time, you didn't notice Honda Accords. You didn't notice refrigerator ads. You didn't notice washer and dryer ads. But the minute that it entered your brain that I need to go buy a new laptop, I need to buy a new phone, I need to buy a new refrigerator, isn't it amazing how all of a sudden you notice commercials that are about refrigerators, you know, advertisements, billboards, they're everywhere. That Honda Accord you didn't notice is everywhere. It seems like it's every fifth car on the highway as you drive into work. It's the same thing that when somebody lives next to a, say there's a mom and, and, uh, and her child living in a home next to the subway in Chicago, Hannah, and you know what I'm talking about, and that, that thing comes barely through and it's not quiet, or they live next to a, close to a train tracks, and that train comes barely through at 11 p.m. every single night, and it never wakes that mom up. But yet when that baby whimpers, the softest of whimpers, that mom wakes up instantly. That's your RAS, reticular activating system. And so all manifestation really is, if you want to get scientific and logical, and you say, I don't believe in the fluffy stuff, fine. If you're a logical kind of person, cool. Then let's think about that. Whatever you hold of value in your brain, whatever you hold as a dominant thought in your brain, your RAS will go find it like a heat-seeking missile. The average person is going to be uh, exposed to four to 5,000 marketing messages today. Think about that. Four to 5,000 marketing messages today. And if I asked you to tell me about all the marketing messages that you saw yesterday, chances are outstanding. You couldn't even tell me three of them. That's how cool your RAS is. So I just simply want you to start with this in mind. I want you to start having faith, utter and complete faith in yourself. I want you to start by having belief in yourself that simply says, hey, I'm worth this. I am worth more. I deserve a better life. I hustle. I grind. I'm a good human. I pay my taxes. I take care of my family. I'm a great friend. I do what I say I'm going to do. I deserve more than where I am right now. And I want you to say that because I don't even have to meet you guys to know you do deserve more. You know, I do a coaching class every other Friday. There's one this Friday. And I've, I've dedicated 
hundreds of hours and made the commitment to get together with whoever is serious, whoever finally wants to take that first critical step. Somebody asked me yesterday, hey, David, what's the first step that I should take? The first step. That's what you should take. The first step of moving forward towards what it is that you want. And I do this coaching class uh, out of just, I don't know, out of love, out of the fact that I want to pay it forward for all the people that were kind enough to support me, uplift me, believe in me over the course of my 61 plus years on this earth. I, I act and I've lived in defiance of what 90% of people said that I was going to be, of where I was going to end up. I am defiant. I am relentless, and I want you to be defiant of any time or any anybody who's ever said that, hey, you're only going to go this far. Hey, you're only worth this. And I want you to be relentless. Relentless cannot be defeated. It can't. I want you to prove to me that it can. If somebody keeps getting up, if they're relentless, it cannot be defeated. So I want you to keep that in mind as you move forward. And by the way, if you go to my Instagram, it's so simple. Just DM the word, not on the back chat here uh, on Clubhouse. I get people every day hitting me with the words coach or coaching on the back chat. No, no, no. I love you all. But go to my Instagram, DM the word coach or coaching, and the little, I don't even know what it's called. It's called the Speezy Bot. The bot will hit you back with access, immediate free access that guarantees that you will get in for free. I'm not selling anything, and I'm not upselling anything. I'm contributing, and I'm giving my time because I want to see you win. And I want to wrap up uh, my 30 minutes by sharing with you, for anybody that hasn't heard this story, I brought up Jay Abraham, and I brought it up for a reason. Not only did that guy blow my mind, he continues to blow my mind. Uh, myself and Brian Benstocker partnering with Jay Abraham to take his 40 years of genius working in over a thousand industries, transforming over 10,000 companies, generating billions and billions of revenue they never had before. But one of the things I'm forever thankful for is he shared with me uh, and Lou Tice of the Pacific Institute, God rest his soul, the story of Cliff Young. And I want you to look up, I just want any of you to Google on your phone or on your laptop, check it out, the story of Cliff Young. Cliff Young was a farmer uh, who lived in Australia. And Australia, every year, had the most grueling, toughest race in the planet. It was, it was, uh, just, an, uh, it was just an amazing race that ran. I believe it ran, if I'm not mistaken, from Sydney to Melbourne. And it was five, nearly 500. Check this out nearly 550 miles. And the, the most elite athletes from around the world, the most elite ultra-endurance athletes, you see a marathon. If you haven't run a marathon, man, I don't even know if I can drive a marathon right now. Uh, but, you know, you hear a lot of people on the app are going to do the New York Marathon. I was dying to do that, but I, I can't make it happen uh, this year. I actually tried to get in, and it couldn't, wouldn't let me in. But I've done that before. It's grueling. Then you hear people about ultra marathoners. They're running 100 miles, 550 miles, everybody. And these athletes come from around the world, and they've trained, they've practiced, and they've prepared. 
to be able to compete. And in 1983, a gentleman by the name of Cliff Young showed up for this race. And when he showed up and he picked up his number and he proudly put it on his shirt, uh, everybody was astonished and they laughed at him. Why? Well, for starters, he was 61 years old. He was my age, 61 years old. And he was wearing overalls, farmer's overalls, and work boots, not shorts, not tennis shoes. He had no sponsors. <clears throat> he showed up just to run that race as he was. Everybody laughed. And as everybody took off from that starting line and had their incredible, graceful gates, Cliff just shuffled along, shuffled little steps, boop, 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 just kept going step by step. Well, typically, racers in those types of uh, events will run 12, 15, 16 hours, and then they'll sleep, and they get up, and they do it again and do it again. But here's the thing. Nobody told Cliff that. So he ran all 24 hours, and he kept running like an Energizer bunny. And people were surprised when the runners got up the next day to see that Cliff had kept running. But they stayed on their process. They did what they were told to do. They were told to, to do this in this exact regimen, and that's how you're going to win the race. And they believed it. But Cliff didn't know. And so Cliff just continued running day and night. And you know what happened? Cliff actually won that race. You could look it up. 1983, he actually won that race. Now, he grew up on a farm, 2,000 acres, running down 2,000 sheep every day of his life. And so that's where his endurance would come from. And he would say, you know, sometimes he'd have to run after those sheep for days in order to catch them all. But he figured if I can catch them, I can run this race. And so he did, and he won the race. And the thing that was really crazy is that on top of that, when he won the race, he was handed a check for $10,000 in prize money. He had no idea there was any prize. Can you imagine? He went to run a race for 550 miles in his work boots and his overalls, not even knowing that there was anything to run for other than to complete the race, to do it for himself. And you know what he did with that prize money? He didn't keep it. He gave it away to the other runners. And they were just completely astonished by that, almost as much or more so than the fact that this guy had run the race. Now, he came back the next year to do the same thing. But he didn't win. He actually came in seventh. Why? Because, well, competition changes. Landscape changes. Customers change. Everything changes. And so him doing the same thing he did the year before wasn't enough, but he still came in seventh place. And, at, and he did it, everybody, with a complete, with a displaced hip. Why do I share this story with you? With three minutes to go, here's why. It's because we all have the, the ability that Cliff Young has. We have the ability to use our RAS to block out which really doesn't have value. And sometimes the things that we were told have value actually hurt you. They actually hold you back. 
they actually allow you to justify why you're still stuck with a stake in the ground in the very same place you were a year ago, a month ago, three months ago, six months ago when you started listening on Breakfast of Champions. I want you to pull that stake out of the ground. I want you to understand and find your cliff young. I want you to grab a hold and understand the power of your subconscious mind. I don't care if you're logical or if you're emotional. I, I don't care. Because the reality is it doesn't change the fact that it's 100% real. I don't have to understand how my car works to just simply push a button and have it take me where I want to go. And you don't have to understand. You simply have to believe in yourself. You simply have to be willing to invest time in yourself. You simply have to be willing to understand that if you just not focus necessarily on what you're trying to get to, hey, I wanna make a million, I wanna make eight figures, I wanna make nine figures. But if you simply just focus on the tasks, the things you need to do to get there, you'll find something interesting. People that achieve extraordinary things, they do it by doing very ordinary things on a daily basis. And if you simply instill those habits or one or two brand new disciplines that are completely ordinary, and you repeat those ordinary disciplines on a daily basis, you'll win the race. You will become extraordinary. You will achieve the best version of yourself. You will wake up and have the ability to be a seven, eight, or nine figure. Why not you? Anybody out there can win the race. I appreciate your time. I'm David Spizak. And if you do want to invest the time in yourself, I'm willing to invest it with you. And so whether you want to learn how to raise capital, most businesses go out of business because they run out of cash or they don't understand how to reach their market. If you want to learn how to reach your market, widen your audience, accelerate your sales, raise capital, protect your IP, start a business, whatever it is you want to learn. It could be personal. It could be professional. I'm on the empty my head before I'm dead tour and I'll do it for free. So just go to Instagram, DM the word coach or coaching, and I will do everything in my power um, to help move you from where you are to where you want to be across that proverbial finish line. Come on, With David. With that, yes, I want to open it up. This is Bernita Adele tapping in, David, and you know I always appreciate your, your segments and um, the time Thank we you. get to connect offline. I am, I'll be there on Friday and just mm -hmm. wanted to reemphasize anyone in this space where I had to miss the first one, you know, it, being at the consortium. So I'm looking forward, this will be the first one that I'm getting a chance to do with you. But one quick thing I wanted to touch on, and it was part of the previous conversation as well. Um, one thing I wanted to offer to anybody in this room where, you know, this idea of thought and manifestation being this kind of woo-woo thing, writing it down, being this woo-woo thing, the reticular activating system, which, um, David, I'll be having my first Tony Robbins coaching session later on this afternoon, but, you know, the RAS is something I've gotten very familiar with from uh, Tony Robbins. 
but is that every single thing that we do in life requires us to think first. We have to have a thought first. And we know that there are thoughts that we have involuntarily because that is the science of our body. We don't have to, I don't have to consciously think about taking my next breath, but my brain tells my body to breathe. We have to have thought before the next step manifests. So for anyone who's thinking like, well, you know, this manifestation thing doesn't have any connection to my wealth building or my business success or my global impact in this universe, each and of one of us has to have the thought first. I must have a vision of myself having global impact before one day I wake up and I have global impact. Invest the time to think. Just like we have our literature around as a man thinketh. We must all think prior to manifestation. So I thought to add that Bernita done speaking for the moment. Hey David. Thank you, Bernita. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. David, it's George Williams. Just want to say hello. Hey, George. And hey, George. Thank you so much. You you just you give back and I love your heart. I've told you that thank before. You. Hey champions, guess what? The Breakfast with Champions podcast airs live every single day, 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. only on the Clubhouse app. So make sure to download Clubhouse and go check out Breakfast with Champions. You're not going to regret it. See you there. But I just want to say press on and more power to you, brother. See Thank you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Thank you. And Vernita, you're 100%. And that's where I was saying, you know, take inventory of your mind because, you know, it takes, you know, it takes zero effort, everybody. You, you don't have to try or focus or think about making a negative thought come into your brain. It happens automatically. By the way, there's a UCLA, UCLA study that happened years ago that showed that the average child heard the word no about 550,000 times by the time they're five years old. And you probably heard the word yes a handful of times. So it's no wonder that no is an automatic, negative is an automatic, it comes without, you don't have to work, work at it, it's easy. But you don't wanna do hard things. And one of the hard things is being honest with yourself, being accurate, take inventory of your thoughts. Because everything that you see on this planet, I want you to think right now of whoever you want to think of. You hear Kobe getting brought up a lot. I love Kobe. You hear of Michael getting brought up a lot, MJ. You hear of Elon Musk getting brought up a lot. You hear Steve Jobs or Sarah Blakesley, Oprah Winfrey. You hear of companies getting brought up like a Google or Facebook. 100% of those things started with a thought. 100% started with a thought and the thought turned to belief, the belief turned to action, the action turned into amazing. Come on. And you all have amazing in you. So I wanna turn it over, um, and, unless anybody else has anything else that they wanna share or comment, I was gonna turn this over to uh, Barb. And Barb, is it just you or is Tamara here as well? It's just me, Tamara's got a, a meeting this morning. Just Barbara, <laughs> you, Barbara, you are enough. You're more than enough. <laughs> you're like, you're all we need, Barb. You're all we need. And, and I, I, I love you to death. I appreciate you so much. And, um, and, I, and I appreciate everybody uh, giving me their time this morning. And I hope that I'll see you on, uh, on Friday. But if there's anything I can do, you can DM me uh, on IG.
Thank you so much. Thanks, David. Hey, I David. loved that. Somebody just spoke up. Who was that? Alpha. This is uh, this is Jeremiah nope. down at the bottom. But you hey, made Jeremiah. you made such a great um, great point. You always do. I normally listen from the audience, but I uh, I wanted to do this real quick. My six year old daughter is here, and we do this little mantra in the morning. Her name is Eden. Say hi. Hi. Okay. Hi. So, where is money? Near mine. And what are you supposed to do? Make it a reality. So you can do what? Put it in your pocket. So again, money is in my mind. I make it a reality. So I put it in my pocket. Where's love? In your heart. You make it a reality. So you can keep it in your life. So we so we do that mantra regularly. I love it. So that she knows that she never has to be dependent externally. Morning in progress. Uh, she she never has to be dependent externally for uh money her cash flow comes from her innovation and uh, of course we started some little businesses she's writing her first little book and all you know that kind of thing but um but the the idea of that being dependent on your your thought and that being the main generator of your value and uh in translating that into reality is just it's a it's a mantra i live by thank you so much i love it jeremiah thank you for for uh, sharing that and thank you for listening uh, thank you, Barb. How are you, Barb? I'm great, David. How are you? Good. I've got it. One of these times, you know, I'm only in New York every every month. I'm going to be in. And by the way, I told you I'm on the empty my head before I'm dead tour. <laughs> I always share with people where I'm going to be. I may be in. Uh, uh, I'm going to be in San Diego next week, San Francisco, uh, the following week for a couple of days, um, doing some meetings, and then I'll be back in New York. I think it's the week of. Uh, the 13th with uh with jay and with brian and um and i don't know where else i'm going to be but if anybody's going to be out and about always feel free to hit me up i've had the opportunity to meet i don't know maybe six or seven of you fabulous people and and it's awesome to travel around the country and and have the opportunity to sit down and meet with you i love it well i definitely will be there Come and on, um, we we're definitely <laughs> we're doing it i did get a chance to meet so many people so i'm, I'm looking forward to meeting you in person we're going to have a great time uh and ben Stock will take us to the best restaurants and that is uh that's a lot <laughs> i of already fun. know the restaurant <laughs> He doesn't mess around. Well, thanks, David. I, I loved what you said, and it does remind me of that Bumblebee poster at NASA, and if anybody's heard about it, um, you know, they a Bumblebee is not supposed to be able to fly. It just doesn't have the right aerodynamics. It's got this big, fat belly and these little short wings, but the Bumblebee doesn't know. So the Bumblebee just flies around and does its business, and, uh, you know, I love that. That's the sign up at uh, NASA. Um, you know, if you believe it and nobody tells you no, why can't you achieve it? So, David, that was what I took away um, and I appreciate you. So thanks for being here and welcome everybody who's just joining us. This is Breakfast with Champions. I am Barbara Majeski, known here on Clubhouse as Barbara in the red dress. And um, I am talking this morning, just for the next half hour, about um, a manifesto. Yesterday I talked about the Majeski Manifesto for Productivity. And I wanna share what a manifesto is because I hope you will take pen to paper today and maybe come up with your own family manifesto your own professional manifesto and why i'm so passionate about it it really is it's a call to action it's a policy it's a declared policy and what 
it really works for me is it's written in action terms. So yesterday I had seven of my Majeski manifestos for, for productivity and it was number one, work on yourself, you know, invest in yourself. Number two, be a person of action. Three, appreciation. Four, ask for directions from people that have already been there. Five, live in service. Six, write down your goals and gratitude. And seven, a, a living, the purpose of life is to live a life of purpose. And um, I got a lot of DMs about it. And if anybody is um, interested in getting the, the PDF or the information or just following some of my strategies, please just DM me. I'm, you know, I'll get you on my mailing list and the, and, uh, the recaps of everything that we do. Um, but today, you know, I just really wanna share, I have a Majeski family manifesto that we had to rewrite over the years. Um, more recently, as my boys have become teenagers, and the first part is, thy towel shall not meet the floor, thy towel in the Majeski household will meet thy hook. Does anybody flash their mics? Does anybody's um, teenagers have issues with towels and hooks? Anyone? Molly, thank you. <laughs> does Ramon. your boyfriend count, Barbara? <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. Oh my God, it's really just such an issue. I can't... It's like I stare for I, I stare I stare at these towels like I think they're just magically gonna get off the floor and jump to the hook because it mystifies me that there can be a hook and instead of the hook, it's just the flower the, the floor or the bed is actually the better place. So we had to sit down, do a family meeting and kind of like just huddle up. Like, come on, Majeskis, we've got to huddle up. We're gonna rewrite the Majeski family manifesto, our policies in this household, the actions that we are gonna take so that this house runs happy so we're all happy because nothing nothing triggers a mother like a wet towel on the floor. Well, there's a lot of triggers that will trigger the mother bear, but that is one of mine. And you know, we write it down and it's so powerful, especially when you put it you pull it together as a team, whether that's your family or your your office, and you just write down what are the policies that really speak to you know what we're driving towards. And, um, you know, I, I, I just know taking action is the, is the huge precursor from going from, you know, and Ben Stock had said it, and I repeated it yesterday in the Productivity Manifesto, and thought, you know, information doesn't lead to transformation. Action does. And I love putting things into action. I love writing my goals and what I want, but it's really, it lies in the nitty gritty. I'll give you a good, a good example. And, you know, a lot of people invest in the Peloton. Flash your mics if you've got a Peloton. Flash your mics. I'm flashing my mic, except I'd mute myself, which I've done, done before. A lot of people love the Peloton. But I will tell you something. 80% of the Pelotons that are purchased are actually not put into use. And it was all with the best of intentions as why people invested in this very expensive bike. But without action, the Peloton doesn't work itself. The results don't happen and you cannot blame the Peloton. It's not, it's there to help you get in shape, but without taking the action, it's, you're, you're never going to be a better cycler. You're never going to, it's just, you're not going to get the results that you wanted when you made that investment. Same thing with gym memberships. How many times have you bought a gym membership or people have bought gym memberships? I'm not speaking for anyone, um, but you know, gyms are actually run 80% of the gym memberships. It's the 80, 20 rule. 
80% of the memberships at a gym are actually unused. It's people just making a donation every single month. My dad used to say this. This is terrible. I don't even know if I should repeat it, but it is really funny. He's like, I'm making my monthly donation <laughs> for your mother to Weight Watchers because she would join it and not exactly put it into play. But we did learn a lot, um, and I don't mean to call it out, but it was um, kind of my dad's joke. He's like, I'm making my, my monthly don donation to you know this, that, and the other thing. And how many times are we making these donations um, and not really getting the value that we wanted. And actually the monthly membership, I think for the Peloton bike, you pay, you pay a membership to actually have access to all of the classes and the classes are amazing, but the classes don't, just because you buy a membership doesn't mean you're going to get the results. And before you can make the investment in Pelotons and personal trainers and nutritionists and the gym and whatever exercise, if you want to get fit and you want to get healthy, before you actually make the investment in any of those things, you've got to make the investment in your mindset. And David talked all about that. And it's, I love what he said, empty my head before I'm dead. And it's what's so important in that line is just, you know, he's learned the power of your mind, the way that your thoughts dictate your words, your words dictate your actions and your actions do dictate the results, not the machines, not the memberships. That's, that's investments, yes, but those don't create results. Actions do. Your policies, your manifesto, your commitment. You know, I'm running a masterclass actually <laughs> tomorrow night. Actually, I'm running it tomorrow night. It's live and it's free because I'm so passionate about it. And if you're interested, please DM me masterclass because I'm giving my strategies for getting out of your own way and living your best life. And the impetus for all of this, for me to host this, and what drew me to do this masterclass is everyone would ask me, how did you at 42 years old go from being a stay-at-home mom to being a um, contributor on the Today Show and Inside Edition and all these great recognizable programs? And I kept answering wrong. I kept saying this. I hired a media trainer. I hired a media trainer. And let me tell you something, why that is wrong. That is step two in how you get into television. Step one is believing and having the right mindset and getting out of your own way. Now, step two for everybody else is, is gonna be different. Not everybody wants to be on TV, but a lot of us have goals and dreams and aspirations that have yet to be manifested. And whether it's getting into shape or um, getting healthier or reducing you know, gut inflammation or brain fog or learning how to play the guitar or learning how to play the p piano or learning how to do public speaking, before you can get to step two, which is hiring the coaches, you you cannot bypass step one. And that's actually what my entire masterclass is about. And I don't, I don't have the time, but I'm definitely going to tap into the things that are so I'm so impassioned about because I realized at 42 years old, when I was confronted with my own mortality and I was diagnosed with cancer, I realized I was the only person in my own way, that I was the one stopping myself. And prior to being confronted with my own mortality, I would say to myself things like, well, who do I think I am to want to be on TV? I'm not tall enough. I'm not pretty enough. I don't, I'm not smart enough. I'm not this, I, everything I could come up, my kitchen sink was in there as to talking myself out. Although in my heart, when I read The Secret and Law of Attraction in 2006, I, in my heart, when they asked me, what is your dream? My dream was to be Jill Martin 
on the Today Show. That was my dream. I would see her all the time on the Today Show. I watched it all the time as a stay-at-home mom. My TV was always on, and I loved what Jill Martin did. She was an on-air television contributor that talked about lifestyle and entertainment. She wasn't on there every morning just reading news. She was actually just bringing, you know, curated items to her audience. And she was, and she was fun and funny and, and herself. But I remember in 2006 thinking, well, I'm not Jill Martin. I'm I'm Barbara Majeski and I'm, you know, formerly Barbara Schwartz and Barbara Schwartz doesn't do TV. And it wasn't until I was confronted with my own mortality and realized that I had left that on the table. And the worst part of leaving it on the table, because when I was so sick and didn't th think I was going to actually see my life through the eighth infusion, I had 12 infusions and my eighth one, I was bumping up against eight. And I was like, there ain't no way I'm getting through this. I was a bag of bones and I struggled. I got violently sick in my infusions. And I just, I, I was like, there's no way I'm getting through this. This is where my story ends. And I couldn't believe at 42, my story was going to end right there. And I left things on the table. How did I do that? And it was me. Like, why didn't I at least try? I never even took a course. I never even asked anybody. I never went and toured anything. I never, in, I never even showed up at the plaza. I live in Princeton, New Jersey, 60 plus miles outside of New York City, out of, outside of Rock. I was in the strike zone my entire life, yet I never did anything about it because the thoughts between my ears talked to me out of it. And I was so angry at myself, not for the things that I did. Listen, I had a list of things I was proud of and I hoped that my kids would know about me, but I also had a list of things that I had never tapped into, that I'd never done, that I left on the table and talked myself out of. And instead, when I got to the other side, it changed from being, who do I think I am, to who am I not, to take every bite out of what opportunity lies in, to, to not feast on the smorgasbord of life. Who am I not to try and attempt everything that's out there? Who am I to just throw things away? I don't want to be the person anymore that says no to Barbara Majeski. I'm not, you know what? The world can tell me no. You know what? You're not good enough for TV, but it's no longer going to be me. It's going to be everybody else saying, hey, this ain't your bag, lady. Move on. Swipe left. Go to the next one. And that's, you know, listen, it took being confronted with my own mortality before I understood that. And that's what I like sharing because I don't, I don't believe you need to wait until that moment of realization. You need to come to that point, like David said, empty his head before he's dead. And for me, it's like, I'm leaving everything on the field. If anything ever happens to me, I, that's what I want to be. I, I want it written and said about me. She left it all out on the field. She gave it everything she had every single day. She lived outside her comfort zone. She said yes, even if she was nervous. Every time she unmiked on Clubhouse, she was nervous, but she did it anyway. She was worried her words wouldn't land. The people could laugh at her. People would leave the room, but she did it anyway. She felt the fear and she did it anyway. That's what I want people to say about me, is that she left nothing, uh, nothing left on the table. She put it out all, all out on the field. And that's with everything that I do now. So cancer wasn't you know, something that happened to me. It was something that happened for me. It changed the paradigm of my life because it changed my mind. When you change your mind, you change your destiny. I started becoming more grateful for the things that I had. And I always say what you appreciate appreciates. And it's so true. And I hope you guys do. I hope everyone jumps into my masterclass because I'm offering it up free. It's tomorrow night. Um, I did it once before and I absolutely loved it. And what I mostly took away from it 
was seeing all these great people here on Clubhouse and um, through my social media, I got to see my friends. And I feel that what we experienced at the consortium when we met in New York is it wasn't a meeting for the first time, it was a reunion. And I realized that we spend a lot of time together here on Clubhouse. We listen, we talk, we connect, we learn. This, this room especially brings together such like-minded, right-minded individuals. They were all looking to be in a space of self-development and self-empowerment and to see everybody and like, oh my God, you look like your phone, you look like your profile pic and to see backgrounds and smiling faces and connection, it was unbelievable. So I, I really, I just, am, I'm so passionate about this and um, it really is something that sticks to me. You know, it's, again, it's step one. Before you can really manifest anything and you can live out your dreams, you've got to change your mind. You've got to step into that mindset. You've got to get out of your own way. And you've got to realize what is in your own way. So DM me masterclass if this is speaking to you. It's tomorrow night, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want to share my second tip in my seven strategies for getting out of your own way, living your best life. And I am on television. I'm the curator of the good life, and which means I find, test, and share everything that it means to live life with purpose, style, and adventure. And this uh, masterclass is all about living living with purpose and finding your purpose. But I, I need to share step two because I'm, I'm feeling it right now. And my, my step two is practicing compassionate understanding. And what that is, is in lieu of practicing non-judgment because you cannot practice non-judgment. You will walk into oncoming traffic. It is impossible. But what you can practice is compassionate understanding. And when you offer grace, and respect and understand instead of caronizing everybody but you look at somebody's situation or maybe what they're doing what they're saying and all that instead of coming from a lens of harsh judgment and you know condemnation and everything else if you can take pause for a moment and practice compassionate understanding and all that is is understanding every single one of us is battling something you know nothing about every single one of us is battling something we know nothing about myself included. And when you take pause and you're like, maybe something's going on that we don't understand. Maybe they are unhinging because we don't know what they are battling. And you take pause in that moment and say, I'm gonna offer them grace. You in turn offer yourself grace. You are taking boulders and obstacles out of your course over and over and over again. Because when you impose judgment and harsh criticism on others, it is only a reflection on what you are doing to yourself. And you need to take those blocks out of your way. They are so important because not only are they blocking you, they're blocking the people around you because your example to your children and to anybody that works with you is oftentimes absorbed inadvertently. And when you say, listen, take a pause, I'm not going to judge that person. It sounds like they're dealing with somebody, somebody unhinged about something yesterday. And it was so like the punishment didn't match the crime. And it was like all over the place. And I just said to the other person who was like, what the heck was that? I said, that clearly isn't about what they made it about. Like it was something so benign. I can't even remember. I said there's something else. And they agreed. They're like, yeah, the punishment didn't match the crime. And when they took that breath, that beat of like, you know what? 
probably something's going on. We don't know. It's just an extension of kindness. And we have to remember an extension of kindness is energy. And when you put energy out into the universe that is kind and compassionate and just graceful, it is imposed upon you. And these boulders that are in your way are going to start to move out and get out of the way because kindness is an elevated energy. And I cannot speak it enough just from my own experience, people coming at me at times that I really didn't have the bandwidth to navigate their negative energy. But I will say this in that same space. So that is my number two thing out of seven that I'm so passionate about people really absorbing into their mindset game of take a look at your thoughts, not just looking at your thoughts, but how you judge other people, other things, other everything in our lives and replace it with compassionate understanding. It is going to change the trajectory of your life. It is, and it is like, so these are my seven uh, you cannot move forward without them. Or when you move forward, you are moving forward with a mountain on your back. Instead of climbing the mountain, you're literally dragging it around with you. And I will say, because I went through such hardships in my, my, when my marriage failed, I, prior to that, that was, it was another gift. It, even though at the time it didn't feel very gift worthy, <laughs> I will say the gift of all of it was prior to that, I would judge, I would say things like this. I would never, if that happened to me, I would want Charlie Brown, insert Charlie Brown voice. And because it happened to me. Jack came forward has increased its sales by over 136%. My name is Travis Flaherty. We have seen over 55% increase in sales. Jeremy Downing here. We finished our month off at not even a 20% increase, but Hey guys, Jean-Paul Guidry here. Now I've experienced massive increases of 156%, collectively 125%. My name is Kevin Strasnatter. We went an increase of 50%. 50%, we went from 50 units to 75 units. We got a 39% growth in volume. This stuff works! I'm Glenn Lundy, creator of the 800% Club. The results that we've been getting out of the 800% Club are ridiculous. Everything that you just heard all happened in the first 90 days. So I wanna open this up, helping more dealers across the country. We're now enrolling for 800% Club members. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. I became a better person because I understood that unless you walk in somebody else's shoes, you have no business judging how they respond, how they deal, how they handle adversity. That is their journey. And I, but yes, and I, I've had enough handed to me where it has made me actually a kinder, more compassionate, and probably a funnier person because I can pretty much laugh, you know, I can laugh my way through, uh, through a lot of things. And it just, it is so important. And I hope this is landing. Guys, Flasher makes it, if I haven't put you to sleep, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> hey, Alexander, I know you wanted to chime in. I, you know, this, I started late, so I didn't get a, you know, I wanted to make sure I got through this and then I'm going to loop it back. But if you wanted to add, I wanted to throw you the mic. No, girl, you're on fire. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Keep pouring gasoline on that fire. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. And, you know, this is just a short little segment and I'm just in this space right now. I'm really passionate about my work of giving back. Um, you know, I do have a segment coming up on the Today Show next month that I wanted to share because if there's an idea or something you want me to put out there, I like to open up uh, the opportunity. Um, 
I've done this segment before. It's extending outdoor living so we can enjoy the company of others in a safe environment. So if you have any ideas or anything that you want to bring or throw out my way, you can DM me on Instagram. If you DM me on Clubhouse, um, I struggle a little bit. Um, it's a little messy in my Clubhouse uh, <laughs> inbox there. But if you DM me on Instagram, um, if you have an idea, I'd love to explore it. So it's extending outdoor living, whether it's fire pits or food, something warm, or like if it's in line with tailgating, I'd love to entertain it. Uh, somebody sent me a really cool blanket that uh, keeps bugs away. So I'm excited about uh, throwing that throwing that out. So I have that segment coming up and uh, of course, DIY Halloween. So I uh, just wanted to throw that out um, again, you know, um, but my real passion right now off of television is to share how I got out of my own way and started living out my dreams. And my dream is to be, was always to be on television. My dream was to be on the Today Show. I wrote it down in 2006, but it wasn't until 2016 that I changed my mind about who I am and what I could do and believed in myself that I actually took those measurable steps. And you can hire all the media trainers you want. You can buy as many Pelotons that will fill your basement. But until you change your mind, you are never gonna get the results that you want. Step one is mindset. So if you are interested, this is what I love doing off of television is sharing my mind game, which is seven strategies for getting out of your own way, living your best life. I do not do these often, but I do love them. So I hope you can join me. You can DM me masterclass, or I think the link is in my bio on Instagram. Uh, I'm not the most technically fabulous person, um, but I also have a website and you can go to there. <coughs> go there. It's Barbara Majeski. Um, dot com and um, that is my segment for today making your manifesto your policies for uh, personal professional whatever it might be I would hope in this moment that you also say um, you know just uh, you know help me with the towel thing and connect with me <laughs> that your kids also throw their towels on the floor and add it to your personal manifesto so I don't feel like such um, <laughs> such a parenting fail um, but yes personal manifestos writing those policies those declarations of who you are, what you want to do, and the actions that you're going to take are so powerful. I absolutely love it. Um, and sending what? out prayers um, to um, to, the, to the family of Jin, um, really uh, a true tragedy. And I did love him on, you know, hearing him on Clubhouse. And my heart goes out to everyone um, that really feels his loss. Um, really, a, really a tough one. So, Glenn, I saw you on mic. I'd love to pass it to you. Well, I was going to joke about the towels, but then <laughs> sorry. Then, we can go back to the towels. But then, but then you hopped over to Jen, and it was like that would be totally uh, inconsiderate of me to head straight into the towels uh, with Jen and his family. You know, experiencing all of that, and it's so crazy when it comes to loss. You know, uh, loss can be such a sad experience for us, um, those of us that are left behind, right? Because we have to. You know, we continue. We 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 continue on here. And uh, you know, I lost my my father back when uh, when he was fifty two years old. I lost my grandfather a while back. And uh, you know, both of those experiences, what I've learned, and just what I'll share with everyone in here is, you know, now when someone passes away, I look at it a little bit differently. Like. Yes, they are to be missed, you know, but ultimately they're, 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 they're not in any pain, right? 
they're not in any pain. They're not in any sorrow. There's no sadness for them. And, and so out of love, so the, if, when we love someone so much, it's what we want for them, right? We want them to be able to live a life that's pain-free. We want them to be able to live a life of health and wealth and joy and abundance. And we want them to not have to experience the, the hardships that come with life on this planet in this existence. Because ultimately, I believe the reason we are never comfortable in our own skin on this planet is ultimately this is not the final destination. And this is not where we are meant to stay. Uh, but ultimately a season that we are called to grow through. And so when it comes to Jin, I know his family is um, going to suffer and miss him greatly. I know that there are many people here on the app that are that are missing him greatly already. He was incredibly impactful. And I just want to encourage everyone that, you know, he ultimately is in a better place. And on top of that, he's clearly made his life a life of impact to be able to um, spur and and spark so much emotion in so many people across um, across this app so i just celebrate the life that he lived and i think that we can all uh, reach we can all reach for that type of impact like i know i hope and it's a very selfish desire but i hope that when i go to that next place when i earn my ticket right which is the way i look at it i hope that there is uh, you know millions of people <laughs> across the planet that are lined up waiting to tell my kids about the impact that their dad had in their lives and i know that uh, jen's family is receiving that right now as many rooms were opened yesterday and people have just been pouring out the impact that jen had in their lives and so uh, I just honor that, and I admire and respect him, and best wishes to the family as they go through this uh, this incredible season. So, Barbara, thank you for your shares. Thank you for the discussion. Uh, you and thanks for for jumping in, right? For jumping in and 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 filling uh, a spot, not just not just filling a spot, but adding incredible value whenever you do uh, come in, even on short notice. Which is what's amazing about the Breakfast for Champions team is. In the background, it's constantly evolving and constantly changing, and things happen in people's lives, and uh, everybody just steps up, and it's really, really, really incredible to be a part of, and I'm incredibly grateful for you, Barbara. I'm also grateful for, I finally got a, a follow um, from Brad Caldwell. I, I had to, it took me, I had to get to 90,000 plus follows on my personal page <laughs> to get him to follow me. That's I, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Brad. Oh, um, Ouch. Brad, yeah, yeah, Brad followed me yesterday, and that was a really big deal for me. It was a huge moment uh, in my life. I feel much more complete now. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I am excited to share with you Brad Caldwell. This dude blew me away at the Breakfast for Champions Consortium. He delivers a a powerful punch, an incredible message. He's super, super, super brilliant, like brilliant, brilliant. And I am excited to say that he's now part of the Breakfast for Champions team doing segments on Wealth Wednesday uh, because the dude just brings the fire. So flash those mics. Make sure you're following Brad. You might have to put in some work before he'll follow you back. But ultimately, if you stay consistent, stay steady, show up, keep making an impact, 
one day you too can get a follow from Brad Caldwell. So with that said, Brad, That's so I love bad, you, Brad. I adore you, and the mic is yours, brother. That is both the best and worst introduction of all time. What? My gosh. Brad. So, it was so, so good. Like, so Brad is just so brilliant. I finally got a follow after 90,000 other people did it. And I want you to know, Glenn, in my notes, it says, tell Alpha and Barbara, Tamara and Amelia, Marcus and Dora, King Jordan, Christine, Dr. Roe, Vernita, Ramon, Molly, that they all got follows from me before Glenn did. Um, but I, Dang. You, 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 all of them, all of them. Brad, Brad, I'm still, Brad, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. Oh, that's David. Hold on. Hold and, on. and I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you, Brad. I'm a little bit hurt. I'm this, a little hurt. I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to spend this entire segment just liking other people. <laughs> um, golly. I would waiting. say, I would say thank you, Glenn, but I don't mean it. Um, so guys, last week, what was so fun is I was given the opportunity to close out Wealth Wednesday and I was very candid and I said, guys, of all the people who spoke, gosh, David speaks and Scott speaks, Glenn speaks, Brian speaks. Uh, you have people who, have, who are, who, well, they have wealth. And so why in the world would you get a guy who's got a company for three years and another company for like eight months? And, and why is that guy going to close out Wealth Wednesday? And I said, the only thing I could think was that I don't believe that wealth is actually the seat on the throne. That last week we said that wealth sits on the throne that is made by value because value is the seat of all wealth. Because when we talk about things that are important to us and things that matter to us, eventually, if we start with dollars, we leave dollars so quickly because dollars allow us access to things that we actually care about. Our friends, our family, that dream we've always had, that place we always wanted to go, the job we really wanted or the mission we were really passionate about because wealth actually bows the knee to value. And so that's what we talked about last week. And man, man, a, a nod to the Breakfast with Champions uh, OGs, as I said last week, and I said some of your names, but the number of people who've reached out to me in the last week uh, has been staggering. Um, Alpha, I jumped into one of your rooms Friday, which was actually my birthday. You brought me up, you gave me a killer introduction. And then you tried really hard to, to put me on the spot like Glenn just did, but you only kind of sort of did it. And, and you lifted me up. Your dad sent me a message. He's right down the road from me, which is crazy. And um, it's been so encouraging that I thought, man, what if we could explain and articulate how to allow other people to get the access that I've been granted over the last two weeks? Access. That's what we're gonna talk about. And we're not gonna do it for very, very long. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty quick on in, in rolling through this stuff, but I think access is really, really important because yesterday a dear friend texted a few of us, a few of the people on, on this, in this room right now about a really cool professional opportunity that she'd been granted that kind of came her way. And she was simply looking for advice about accepting what could potentially be a very big role and so the question was, you know, kind of what should I do? What do you guys think? But what she was really asking was, is this for me? Is this opportunity for me? Is this allowing me access to something that is for my betterment? 
she could see that it was a good thing, but just because it's a good thing doesn't make it the right thing. Because sometimes the enemy of great is good, not bad. And she sees the seat at the table that has been made for her. The question is, is it where she should be sitting at all? Right? And that matters so much, friends. I don't want to seat at everybody's table. Some tables will delay me, deter me, or even work to my detriment. Have you ever taken a good thing and immediately regretted it? I mean, before my wife, any girl I dated either pointed me toward my wife or wasted my time, right? So I was sitting at a table that wasn't bad, but it was delaying me, deterring me, or working for my detriment. The right table, that's the seat I want. I want the right table, the table that grants me the kind of access that points me in the directions that I feel I've been called to go. It's up to me to know what I'm pursuing access to. So how do you discern amongst the opportunities you have in front of you? So these are three quick things. And because I now know, man, some of you really do take notes because I was asked about several points. I appreciate you, that's very humbling. Here are three really quick things to help you discern the opportunities in front of you. And I mean really quick. Number one is self-awareness. You cannot discern the opportunities in front of you if you do not know who you are. Self-awareness requires that you know you. The second one is being goal-driven. If you don't have goals in front of you, it is hard to understand what to do with the opportunities around you. Some of them are obstacles. Some of them are bonuses. Some of them will level you up, and some of them will take a life. That's just the way the game is played. So if you don't have goals, what are you trying to get access to in the first place? First place. And then, and then the final one simply is shut up and listen. Self-awareness, goal-driven, shut up and listen. Someone smarter than you who is farther ahead than you is speaking. Hear them. Hear them. If I had wasted this entire day on having a moderator badge sitting in this room, but not listening to David when he spoke, not listening to Barbara when she spoke, I would have wasted my day. Because they are in many regards where I want to be. Now, I don't really wanna be on TV, Barbara, that is not what I'm saying. But there are, there are places in their career, things they have done, efforts they have made, losses they have taken, I don't wanna take. And if I listen long enough, they're going to help me navigate whether they even know it or not. You're hearing me today because I spoke for seven minutes in Queens two weeks ago knowing three things. I have something of value to say. Self-awareness. I want to help as many people and businesses as possible. It's what I do for a living, and it's my passion, and it's my goal to do it as much as I can. And three, Glenn, Donnell, and several others were speaking while I was there, and I was listening. And later, when I walked off the stage, Glenn turned to me and simply said, my man, you're a speaker. That is not, on, I don't have a vision board, but if I had one, it wouldn't be on there. Become a speaker. Never thought I was a speaker. But a speaker stopped me and said, my man, you're a speaker. And he got real specific. Really specific. Because in a moment of self-awareness tied to my goals, I listened. And when the opportunity presented itself, I took it. And now it has granted me access. And you're hearing me taking notes on what I'm saying. 
popping me messages and following me on social media. For what purpose? Access. Because it was granted to me and I hope I can help grant it to you. So let's get really, really tactical. Because I am a tactical person. Like, I love listening to people who speak with ethereal majesty and they're way up in the clouds and they have great ideas and concepts that I have never in my life conceptualized. I don't think that way. I am practical. I hear a guy say, let's talk about access. I don't need to know what prayer to pray. I need to know how do I get it? I want access. Show me how to get it. Because there may be an opportunity coming your way and my story doesn't help you. That's Brad's story. So unless you are living the life that I'm living right in this moment, walking right where I'm walking, or maybe like one or two steps right behind me, knowing the story of Brad will not equip you for the access you wish to have today, tomorrow, in the weeks, months, and years ahead. So here are three questions that I would tell you to ask for every opportunity that finds you, right? For every opportunity that finds you, because that's what opportunities often do. You're, you're running your race. You're living your life. You're walking along the path. Sarah McCord, a terrific friend in my life, said, Brad, would you speak at the consortium? I would love to, Sarah. What an honor. Yeah. I mean, if you were at there, I wasn't joking when I started by saying, I don't have any of these crazy cool tools all these people have. I just have made a lot of businesses money, other businesses money in three years. You want to learn how to do it? Boom, boom, boom. Here's three points. And I sat down. So sometimes an opportunity just finds you. Sarah was a great friend who just had an access point for me and gave it to me. So here are the three questions I had to immediately ask myself when she said, do you want to speak at the consortium? Does it align with your goals? That's the first question. If opportunities are not tied to your goals, then they lack anchoring. And when you lack anchoring, you're easily led away. Again, in the pursuit of access, sometimes we tie ourselves to the good boat and it drives us from the greatness that we're trying to ascribe to. We get distracted, we walk away, we drift. And man, I have hurt myself, my, my promise, my value, my opportunities more with a slow fade than I ever did with a sharp turn. Because I know when I'm taking the sharp turn, I don't know when I'm drifting. So the first question that I would ask is, does this align with my goals? Because I don't want to drift. The second thing that I would ask is, are you in position to receive the opportunity? And here's what I mean. I live by the ocean. I live down in Wilmington, North Carolina. And if you live in Wilmington, you just live by the ocean. Um, we live almost where the major river meets the ocean, which is basically means I live in a metaphor. And, and everyone here, so we're close enough to the water's edge where the local communication is always like surfing, boating, beaches, sunrises, sandcastles, all the time. We cannot avoid talking that language. But I can still stand in the wrong spot on the water's edge and get toppled by a wave I wasn't ready to receive. Even though I live here, even though I live in it, even though it's the way we talk, every company logo here is blue and it's got a nautical name to it. Every, every business touts how close it is to water. Multiple businesses are like, when you're done with dinner, you can walk out on the pier. 
I've gone fishing and every iteration of fishing you can go to in the Atlantic Ocean simply because it's right here, right? But I can still stand at the water's edge, look back at my wife, or my kids, or playing with my friends, and be surprised by a two-foot wave that takes me off my feet. And sometimes that's what we allow opportunities to do. Oh, we say we want the big thing. We say we want the great thing. But if you don't lack the strength for the 200-pound opportunity... Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. My friend, you don't want it. Not right now. You should be lifting somewhere. You should be getting stronger. An opportunity that you're not ready to receive is not an opportunity you want to take advantage of. And sometimes I think we, you know, we like to say, oh no, FOMO, I'm going to miss out on that opportunity. In my lifetime, I'm certain I've missed thousands, tens of thousands, millions of opportunities, but I don't know that every one of them would have led me right here, this moment, speaking to you. And that is an opportunity I'm glad I took. I don't know about the ones I missed. I do know about the ones that knocked me right off my feet. It made me feel real foolish because I talked a big game, but I didn't have the muscles to back up my mouth. Are you in position to receive the opportunity you're asking for access to? And then the final question is, does the opportunity allow you to connect with your passions, loves, and areas of service? So maybe the first question is like, do you have those? Have you honed them? Have you crafted your passions? Do you know what you truly love? Do you know where your giftedness meets your heart so that you can serve with the greatest efficacy? Have you washed your passions, loves, and areas of service through the refinement of accountability? I'm gonna say that one again. Like sometimes you write down a sentence and you're like, golly, that is good. Have you washed your passions, loves, and areas of service through the refinement of accountability? There's a group of people listening right now, texting me while we're talking, and no, I'm not looking at it because I would be super distracted. But those people have given me more grief about a couple things that I say that I'm not. And I don't say them to try to be like self-effacing or humble or to like somehow reverse pride and make myself low so other people can build me up. It's things I legitimately think are not true about me. I don't think I'm the face of a company. I don't think I'm a personal brand. I say I have said that for far longer than I've been on Clubhouse. I intentionally built a company that would allow me to hide. And through the accountability of people I trust, it is embarrassing to hear people say, Brad, you're wrong. You're wrong. You need to change your passions, evaluate what you love, and recognize that you can't serve who and what you've been called to serve because you keep saying these things that just aren't true. You're diminishing your opportunity and you're thwarting the access we're trying to give you. That's on me. 
Are you so focused on your goals and passions that you can readily connect opportunities with them? Can you connect the opportunity in front of you with the things you're already doing on the journey that you're walking? Wouldn't it be a shame if I called someone in this room and said, I've got a great opportunity for you and it was meant for me, but I'm so unaware of my own passions, I handed it away. Those are the three questions to determine if access will lead to positive increase. Because that's what we want. I don't want to sit at everybody's table. I want to sit at the right table. I want to sit at the table that builds me up and challenges me, forces me forward, holds me accountable, allows me to see people sitting in a seat I would like to be sitting in and to remind me of the seats I've been in in the past. And then I want to share. So if you've discerned the opportunity correctly and it aligns, you're ready and it connects, then I am so excited for the access that you've been granted. Because if it's here with Breakfast with Champions, I'm relatively certain there's a seat at the table. Because it's kind of literally what the whole thing's been built on. And that's it for me, guys. The idea is that access is for you. There is access to a great many things. But the enemy of great is good. So I wish for you access to the great things for where you're at right now. The things that you can actually chew on and digest today so that you can be bigger and stronger for the bigger and stronger opportunities of tomorrow. Because that's true for all of us. Every one of us, whatever scale we're at, the next best thing that's coming to us won't get here until we've handled the current greatness in front of us. So that's what I hope for access for you guys. We do have a couple extra minutes. I do get the good fortune to wrap um, Wealth Wednesday today, uh, but I guess I can open it up to a couple questions since I talk really fast. Anybody got any input? This is Alpha Six. Hey brother. First of all, Bracken Singh, I wanna call you out and happy birthday again. When everybody can wish you happy birthday in this room, everybody can wish you happy birthday. Woo! Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Brad! 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 So, Brad, that's a, that's the second time I've done that to Brad. We got birthday ball real quick. <laughs> so, Brad, that third one, shut up and listen. I think that's the hardest one because we all know what we know, but we don't know what we don't know. And that Mark Twain uh, quote that was shared earlier when Brielle was on about it's the things that we think we know that just ain't so that actually get in the way. Uh, you definitely said it right when you said we could sit here all day and, and, and we really have six hours so far and walk away and say, whew, that was a great show and do absolutely nothing. But the same thing we did before as if we never were here. And we could do that day after day. I think we, I think, I think if you stick your hand in the, uh, in a pot of honey, some of it's guaranteed to stick no matter what. Let me mute somebody that's playing with their Legos or something in the background. Uh, but we have to be more intentional. So I appreciate you pointing that out that at times it's very okay to be quiet, listen, and then just try it, right? My grandmother, my, my father's mother, she would say, son, don't salt your food before you taste it. If you haven't tried the information you were given, don't change it. Don't deviate. Just do it exactly the way it was given. And you just might find out you were closer than you thought. Back to you, Brad. Very, very good. Yeah, Alpha. I love that a lot, man. Thank you for 
the continuous birthday bombs. I appreciate it. What else we got? Anybody else? Brad, it's Donna. Hey, um, I'm on the Peloton, so I'm out of breath because I was listening to Barbara. Speaking of listening, Barbara mentioned the Peloton. I ran on over to my Peloton. I was like, she said it. I got to get on. So I'm on the Peloton, but I'm listening to you. And for anyone that is struggling in, with indecisiveness, for example, if they get an offer or a, or a situation where they have to go through these questions, how do you recommend going through it? You said, let's get through it really fast. You've listed those three things. What about a decision that like is not super easy to make? I mean, do you make decisions really fast? Is there any tips you have about how, to, how not to sit in that overthink? Yeah, no, I, I definitely believe that we can be rash and then we can also have the paralysis of analysis, right? We can do both. I think we can move so quickly that we're like, did I, did I just make that decision? And then we also have those moments where uh, we, we, re we really just sit and stay. And we see far too many sunrises and sunsets on the things we're thinking about thinking about. Um, I am more inclined to take too long, actually. Um, and so I'll, I'll tell you what my, my tricks are for me. I don't know that this is prescriptive of everyone's life, but one, um, I mean, I do have my faith. Um, I, I, think, I think it was mentioned last week, I used to be a pastor. I stepped away from ministry, um, but not, um, not, not, my, not my faith. And um, I think when you have something greater than you in front of you always, perspective is important because I'm not going to list every good decision I've ever made or every bad decision I've ever made, but I will tell you that I'm still standing. I'm still here and I'm doing all right. So it kind of helps mitigate some of the pressure of the decision when you realize, man, you're one dude standing on the shore looking at the ocean. Calm down, brother. Calm down. Calm down. Um, no one's asking me today if I can, I'm going to sacrifice my sons, you know, because the, the answer the answer is no. Because today's been a good day. Maybe tomorrow. We'll see. Um, and then accountability. I mean, and Donna, you're, you're one of those people in my life, friend. You know that. Um, you know, my wife, Grace, is one of those people. I have. Uh, really close friends that I've known for years who I can say, here's what I'm struggling with. And they'll, they'll, they'll put their life down to come help me with mine for a moment. And I, gosh, I hope everybody's got those people because those people are so important. Um, and then again, it sounds so hokey when it's a quote, but to thine own self be true. You know, how many times do you like, did you do the, make a decision? And then six months later, you're like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. So I would say perspective, accountability, and self-awareness. And stay in that spot as long as you need to. 15 minutes, 15 days, whatever it is. Hey, Brad. Yes. Hey, this is George Williams in Charleston, South Carolina. Good to meet you, neighbor. My man. Yeah, um, I wanted to say I love the quote about good is the enemy of great. That is absolutely fantastic. And um, it reminds me of something uh, I heard recently about trying to make decisions and next steps. And someone said, you know, there are things that interest us, but we need to choose the things 
that we can stay committed to. And it, it um, again, your your comment about good being the enemy of great, I think is fan, fantastic and um, really appreciate your share. Hope you have a great day. Again, this is George, Charleston, South Carolina. If you ever make it down here, look me up. Hey, George, my, uh, my fraternity is founded at the College of Charleston. We go down there once every year. Um, Pi Kappa Phi? That's my fraternity. That's my fraternity. University of Georgia, Lambda. What? Okay. <laughs> so All we right. got to meet. We got to meet. We will. We will. Let's I look do it. To Let's that, do brother. it. That is hilarious. All right. Great to meet you, buddy. Thank you. Hey, George. Brad. Uh, TM, man. I just want to jump in real quick. TM, what's up, man? Uh, man, loved you in New York, man. Uh, and every time you're on, to thine own self be true. I, I get that 1,000% from you. I, I got that from you in New York when when it seemed as if you were somewhat hesitant uh, to, to hit the stage, right? But when you hit the stage, it was oh so powerful, man. Um, and it was so quick. And and so when, when you say to thine own self be true, what I can appreciate um, about about your content and just your approach and your perspective is one, the transparency, right? Um, but I, I hear peace. I, I hear a peace that comes from you, right? Um, because you're centered. Um, you're centered in the man above and we can hear it. Um, and even the struggle, right? Uh you have a tremendous opportunity to reinvent your dealership today, right now, and to not take advantage of it would mean that everything that you just went through and are going through was in vain. How about instead we build something new like Kevin did in Virginia who was up 37% in April or Mike in Wyoming who was up 90% in April or Bob in Kentucky who broke a 60 year record this past January. All of these dealers join the 800% club and together we continue to work. Listen, I've done this before. I've helped build a monster dealership from the inside out and now I want to build one with you. You and your team deserve it. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. Of, of what others think you should be doing. I, I hear that struggle because I also uh, share that same struggle, right? I mean, when you're led, when you're guided, when you're directed, um, that, that's what you stay focused on. And so to, to thy own self be true, that, that, that resonated with me so much. Uh, I, I connect with every word, every time you hit this stage, man, because you bring so much value, yet it is so humble. We appreciate you. And, and, and as you apply the feedback that champions and people who are in the place that you want to be, right, as they give you that feedback, man, um, and as I apply the same, right, just know that we are surrounded by champions and, and they aren't going to lead us down the wrong, wrong road, right? They have our best interests at heart. And sometimes it is difficult to apply other people's feedback, um, but I'm going through that process myself. Stay true. Um, and man, I wish you all the best. Thanks for the value you bring to this table. TM and I'm complete. TM, thank you so much, brother. Brad, can I hey, share bro. something? It's Megan. Of course, I do want thank to be you. sensitive to the to the social media show. This is real quick. So we'll this is real, real quick for yes, you. You shared last week about 
you know, leaving ministry, you said it again today. I just want you to know, and you maybe know this, that John Maxwell had the same uh, challenges. Uh, he left ministry and look at the blessings he has brought upon millions of people. You're the, uh, I mean, there were fabulous people speaking uh, last week, but I remember POV, UCP, and ROI. Keep going, kiddo. You are blessed. Thank you. Mm, thank you very much, Megan. I, I really appreciate that. So, guys, it's 1101. Uh, so, I do want to shout out the social media show that's coming up under the Breakfast with Champions Club banner in another room for now. But one of the great things that they're working on at Breakfast with Champions would be like, I guess, maybe a single room, nonstop programming. It's going to be really fun and dynamic. So you're going to hear people all day long right here in this one room. And that's going to be a blast and really easy for a lot of us to passively listen to our favorite show all day long um, and maybe all night long. Uh, golly, I don't want that program. Um, but that's what's coming up for Breakfast with Champions. As I stated uh, at the beginning of my segment with gratitude for this community, I do want to close Wealth Wednesday with a prayer for Jen. You who are listening, who are his friends and his family, those of us who had the opportunity to meet him even briefly, um, I don't want to end on a negative. So uh, we're going to end on a positive. There is an Irish prayer that I'm going to read, and then we're just going to allow the silence to fill the room, and then when whoever's in charge of closing the room wants to close it, they're more than welcome to do so. And this is that prayer. Death is nothing at all. I have only slipped away to the next room. I am I, and you are you. Whatever we were to each other, that we still are. Call me by my old familiar name. Speak to me in the easy way which you always used to. Put no difference in your tone. Wear no forced air of the solemn or sorrow. Laugh as we always laugh at the little jokes we enjoy together. Play, smile, think of me, pray for me. Let my name be ever the household word that it always was. Let it be spoken without effect. Without the trace of a shadow on it, life means all that it ever meant. It is the same that it ever was. There is absolute unbroken continuity. Why should I be out of mind simply because I am out of sight? I am but waiting for you. For an interval, somewhere, very near, just around the corner. All is well. Nothing is past, nothing is lost. One brief moment and all will be as it was before, only better, infinitely happier, and forever we will all be one together. Amen. Amen. So on, on the way out, I would like to play a song for Jen. But first, sir, could you close us out and then I'll play the song. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining Breakfast with Champions today. Um, thank you all for joining in community on this day. And we look forward to seeing you over in the social media show, as Brad said. And then tomorrow morning again at 5 a.m. Thank you, Alpha.
See you all soon. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.